welcome Danny to the Skate of Commons podcast. Um, if you'd like to introduce yourself or maybe tell you tell me a little bit about yourself, that would be cool. Hi, Morgan. Um, I my name is Danny Abelhauer, and um, I'm a skateboarder. I've been a skateboarder for quite a long time uh, since about 1998. And I'm also a senior lecturer in performance um, at Sheffield Hallam University. Uh, I live in Manchester, so that's probably it. <laughs> okay, cool. And now we met because we're you're a friend of a friend, and yeah. I ran a skate uh, skate jam in my local town, Worksworth, and there was a possibility that you may have come, but it happened mm. that you didn't, and yeah. then. Uh, I spoke to my friend and said, oh, can you just get me in contact? Because I might want to speak to speak to Danny. And so I did. And as soon as I as soon as I did face friended you on Facebook, you something popped up about a it was an event, a skate pal event, uh, a fundraiser. Um, Mm -hmm. Now you're going to go off and uh, go to Palestine uh, as a part of that. That's something that I don't want to talk about today. because yeah. you're going to go experience it and then come back and hopefully I'm going to interview you again and then you can <laughs> tell me all about it. Great, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's good. If you can tell me a little bit about your um, thesis and yeah. what it's about and how it relates to skateboarding. Yeah, sure. Um, I So I went to um, university to do a drama degree and then when I finished that, I went on to do a master's degree in performance. So my um, my thinking sort of shifted more from, uh, I guess, sort of mainstream or traditional theatre into a more expanded notion of performance and kind of exploring uh, performance in everyday life and how we perform in, in other areas of life that aren't just kind of theatrical or sort of more conventional theatre. And so when I then after that, I was I wanted to do a PhD and I was thinking about what to focus on. And um, the experiences that I'd had as a skateboarder, as a female skateboarder in particular, were very still very much um, there for me. They were still quite apparent to me. And I thought that they would make a very interesting, it would make quite an interesting research project to kind of unpick some of those experiences that I'd had and to think about why it is that um, relatively few fewer women and girls tend to take up skateboarding and um, take part in skateboarding. Um, so that's where it started, really, and I, I began exploring that for my research. Because it was um, rooted in performance studies, and I was undertaking what is called a practices research PhD, um, the, the, the research involved practical work as well as uh, the more sort of literary research that most people would associate with a PhD. So um, I developed a practice of, of playing in public urban spaces as a way to explore some of my questions around what the connection is between gender and play and the public built environment. So that's the best way of explaining kind of where it came about, I suppose, and broadly speaking, what it involved excellent and now i have had a look at your blog so as we mention anything i i will make make sure those show notes have anything that we mention um and you had a blog which is specific to your thesis is that correct yes yeah yeah 
Um, yeah, so there was there was a couple of different things. So you'd you'd had uh, one thing that really interested me, uh, or I really liked, is that you had a non-skateboarding section. Mm. Mm. And I don't know if you could just tell me a bit about your non-skateboarding. Yeah. Um, so when I started the research, um, I wanted to, firstly, I kind of thought about skateboarding within the context of performance as a form of play, because ultimately that's what it is. It's, it's a form of playing in, in the same way that theatre is, is also a form of playing that adults do. Um, and uh, skateboarding is a form of playing that children and adults do. So um, that was sort of the premise for my thinking about skateboarding. And then when I started looking into sort of how would I research this topic, um, it it became necessary for me to separate myself from skateboarding practice in, in a more conventional notion of skateboarding because um, skateboarding is very rooted uh, in in a sort of uh, connection with masculinity, mm-hmm. um, lots of different sorts of masculinity, but masculinity all the same in different forms. And I wanted to explore because I wanted to explore how a woman might play in the public built environment, and I wanted to kind of move more towards a practice that a woman might do that is sort of separated from skateboarding, but it's still playful, Mm. uh, it was necessary to kind of leave skateboarding behind in some way. So when I was beginning to explore that, experiment with that practically, I would go into town without my skateboard Mm. and to think about, I started to think about how I might engage with the city without a skateboard playfully. And it was like this sort of process of leaving the skateboard behind and moving into a different sort of performance practice that was connected to that, but wasn't that. And so the the not skateboarding was part of that uh, practical thinking through of of trying to find that practice, as it were. So I I um I actually would initially I would take the skateboard and I would sort of hold the skateboard and I would um, play on objects that I might ordinarily skateboard on but without actually skateboarding. And, and then slowly the sort of skateboard got left behind and then I brought in costumes and all sorts of things happened. And then it all shifted. So when, as I read through that, as I read through the, the that page of the, on the blog, that um, as I read it and imagined it, because there were, there were pictures of things that you had played or not skateboarded on. Mm. And... Uh, but you weren't in those it was just pictures of them so i yeah. ha- so you kind of it leads you to imagine you playing on them um mm. and mm. and then there's a small description of you go you say oh, i going went into manchester with these and you s- initially focus specifically on things with skate stoppers on yeah uh which mm. i i i think they're annoying because it means you can't skate them but they're also interesting of of how skateboarding skateboarding's relationship with the city and architecture and how that's changed Mm. um and how perhaps originally people didn't perceive this ledge to be skated uh Mm. um but then skateboarders thought that's somewhere that needs to be skated and then suddenly now the councils and the building uh the, the architects um I don't know whether it's actually the architects. It'd be interesting to find out um, whether it's the architects 
do, do they actually care about that or is that something specific <clears throat> that the um the owners whether it's the 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 company the corporation or whether it's the council that say really we need to stop skateboarders here um yeah i think generally it's the the people who um finance the particular street piece of street furniture or civic area um so usually in my to my understanding um it's that um designers and um, architects of spaces are given um, requirements that they have to mm-hmm. meet with regards, you know. So, I mean, my brother, in fact, is a, an engineer. He At one point, he was working for a company that made street furniture. And I remember him sending me an email saying, I've been told I need to design this so that people can't skateboard on it, um, so that people can't sleep on them. <laughs> and um and kind of saying to me how how high do i need to make this so that people couldn't skateboard on it or like how how could i design this and i was like why don't you design it so they can skate on it and people can sit on it and people can <laughs> do and he was like well that's all lovely danielle <laughs> but um i've just got to do this particular job and that's what it's like i think people there are a lot of people did you tell him <laughs> no i was like Good. i'm not telling you how Good. to do that um but it's funny because I think there's a lot of people who <clears throat> who are sort of designing or working as architects and they, they basically are being told you need to make this so that <clears throat> people can't sleep on it, rough sleepers, you know, can't sleep on it or you need to design this so that people can't play on it. And it's it's crazy, but it doesn't happen all the time as well. There's actually, because I'm, I'm from the Midlands and one of the places that I used to skateboard when I was an adolescent uh, was in Milton Keynes. And um, there's an area in Milton Keynes around the bus station where people used to skate. I don't know if they still do. I guess they probably do. And there were these kind of blocks that people used to skate there. And I remember reading that the council at Milton Keynes actually reinforced the blocks so that they could be skated on. Or they did something to the blocks which enabled people to skate on them Mm. um, and for them to remain there. So I think that was a really positive intervention by the council to, or whoever it was, to... um, to say, you know, people use this space in this particular way. Let's help them to do that in a way that's good for us as well. And so it doesn't, so it's not always, it doesn't have to be like that. No, no. And really you want it. So like skating causes damage. That's mm. just a reality that you're going to wear, wear um, a bit of stone down or a ledge or, mm. or whatever, it, or even the, the, piece of furniture whether it's a bench you're going Mm. to damage it that is Mm. inevitable um when you're using it in a way that it's not designed for um and as a as an engineer um i know that generally most things break because they're used in a way they're not designed for Mm -hmm. um and for me i'm thinking well now you know that that is a consideration design mm. it so it can be skated or it is Absolutely. it's going to last a bit longer or why don't you have it so the edge is replaceable so yes. every year you can go and and replace it and accept that it's cheaper to replace an edge than it is an entire bench yeah um, absolutely yeah definitely um and rather I, I think than, it's such a shame that that doesn't happen yeah but then but then it's not just about the piece of furniture and it's not just um about the the stone wall um it's about the skateboarders skating yeah. dangerously in the eyes of other mm-hmm. people 
um, whether they are, and sometimes they are, and sometimes they're not. Um, so that's all part of the consideration. Now, when I when I was reading your blog and looking at those pictures, um, I imagined you uh, and watching some of your other videos about you play being playful, um, and it, it's really really nice watching you play, um, being an adult and play. And you, this isn't how I would describe describe you but you could describe and it's probably appropriate as well that you look immature yeah um which is part of the reason why you maybe people thinking that you shouldn't be doing that but also why it's intriguing and thinking that looks like fun yeah um the and uh, you know um Another another way to describe it might be that it looks what I'm what I'm doing looks childlike, mm-hmm. it's childish, it's sort of yeah. play play like a child might play, um, and yeah, and that was really very much the point because we think of what I'm doing in those films is basically really unskilled vernacular moving with objects in space, and um, we think of it as childish or childlike or immature activity because we just simply don't associate playing in that way with adults but as a as human as a human species one of our most fundamental um activities is to play you know almost every every species plays in some way and um as uh, humans what tends to happen is that our playing becomes less free uh, and less kind of easy and more um, formalized, more it, it develops more into structures, it develops more into competitive forms of play. So sporting activities or theater, um, uh, gambling, all sorts of, we, we do all sorts of things that are, tech, that are playing, but they're more, they're kind of oriented around these structures and we don't tend to do this kind of free, spontaneous, improvised playing very much and that's why we associate with child childishness so it's very it was very much about trying to access that but also in terms of it being childish and immature there is something that draws people into that because i i think having undertaken all this activity i think there's definitely something about that kind of free playing that is attractive you know you it, you know, it makes you want to do it mm-hmm. because it it seems it seems easy and fun, you know, and there's mm. something in everyone that kind of wants that, you know. The child that. within, that's what it is. Yeah, well, I, I guess I would, I guess, I see, yeah, I, I suppose the child within, but I, I sort of also feel like maybe maybe it's the adult in us as well that wants to do that, you know, like, or the, yeah, maybe we are children, adults all the time, if that makes sense. Or yeah. what is an adult <laughs> but an old child yeah well i mean when i say the child within mm. it's that's coming from today's yeah. perspective yeah yeah where really we that you should be able to do what you want and do it playfully and have fun and who's mm. to say uh you know who's to define what fun is because truly yeah. it's a, it's what you enjoy and unfortunately yeah. Um, when you get people looking from the outside, uh, sorry, outside and looking at what you're doing, then it's it restricts you, and mm. and that is ultimately our choice. 
of how we interact with our society um it's not a necessarily always an easy choice and mm. whether that is a i i think that some of it is a choice that we make but also it's a choice that we we almost we fear of making the wrong choice because of how we want to be perceived mm. so yeah yes. that, it, yeah and how did you so when so when you were not skating so you're like playing on these ledges so you're specifically mm. playing on places that have had skate stoppers on with your skateboard mm. i know you initially mm. you said initially you had your skateboard and then you just kind of left the skateboard behind just so mm. you could focus on the play how how did people react to that um it's hard to, to know in some uh, respects because um so that was a very early form of practice that I was undertaking. And um, when you're, as you know, as everyone knows, really, when, when you're kind of, uh, when you start playing and you're, you get into it, um, you're sort of a little bit cut off from what's going on around you. Um, so it's hard to know exactly how people were perceiving it. Um, but I, I know that people were sort of looking over at me um, and probably thinking, what is she doing? Or that's a little bit strange. Um, one of the things that I did notice, what, often what I would notice was things like mutual glances. So sometimes when I was, I'd played on something and then I'd say jump down from a set of railings or clambered up from, um, like a cycle railing, um, you'd get someone just kind of look at you and smile in a sort of knowing way. Um, which, which sort of was really interesting because it kind of, it felt like they were sort of saying, good on you or all right I appreciate what you're doing there or yeah that that that's something that's occurred to me before and of course I can't be certain that's what they were trying to communicate to me but that's that's what it felt like um so so yeah um and I I don't because what another thing was that the way that I was behaving in public spaces was never um aggressive or um antagonistic to anybody or anything and I wasn't damaging anything so in like you were saying before you know ultimately if you're on a skateboard and you're trying to grind a ledge or something you are going to damage it but what I was doing was not really going to damage anything and so nobody had any grounds with under which to sort of be offended or be annoyed by what I was doing particularly and that was also part of my strategy it was kind of like what can I do that could absolutely not be construed as aggressive or yeah, sort of uh, problematic within this space, um, but we're still sort of playful and we're still doing those things. So, so I never sort of witnessed any negative responses or anything. And mostly, everything I saw was just people looking a bit bemused, uh, un uncertain, but also these, like I say, these sort of mutual glances and smiles and things. So, if I let's suppose that I went and did that, uh, mm. and and with the, specifically with a skateboard and played but not actually skateboards skateboarded on some of these non-skatable areas and mm. um, maybe where there's some kind of security presence do you mm. think that it would be perceived differently for me being a bloke and whether there i think if i did it there would be a bit of maybe i'm trying to antagonize um mm. the security people or yeah where if I mean, if you're being a girl you're mm. already taking them off guard 
and you're perceived differently to me because maybe you may i mean this is me uh, making assumptions mm. but maybe that security guard is more thinking what's that girl doing Mm-mm. with a skateboard or without skateboard what's that girl doing where if it's a boy there's that skater he's trying to piss me off yeah i mean i definitely recognize what you're saying there and i i would agree with you i think um i don't know because i wasn't ever in that specific situation i never had um you know there wasn't ever a situation where there was um well not with not when I had the skateboard, not in that particular instance when I was not skateboarding and I had the skateboard, but I wasn't skateboarding on it. Um, did I experience that thing with with an authority figure? So I have experiences with authority figures at other times, but not in that particular moment. So I can't say, but I agree with you. There's definitely something about my body marked female um, sort of catching people off guard a bit as well. Mm. And there were definitely moments where later on in the practice where security got, I was also in a costume so you know there's like the sort of extra layers to it but where security Can you describe guards, your costu- costume okay so there was this one time when I was on the south bank in London mm-hmm. and I was wearing a dress which is um basically reminiscent of um popular depictions of Alice from Lewis Carroll's um novels Mm-hmm. Alice's Adventures in Wonderland and um, Through the Looking Glass. So it was kind of like a blue sort of pinafore style dress with puff white sleeves, white tights, like black sort of pumps. And this was one of the costumes that I was playing around with at one time. So um, I was in on the South Bank and um, I was just kind of like playing with underneath some an area with sort of some railings. And there was this really strange moment when... I was kind of climbing through these railings and then there were these this group of lads, like younger younger guys, like maybe they were about sort of 13, 14, and they were very near me and they were, I don't know if they were like practicing parkour or something, but they were trying to jump over these railings or they were doing something. And so there was this moment where like I'm doing what I'm doing and they're sort of doing what they're doing. And this security guard comes over and he moves them on and just like ignores me completely. <laughs> it was really weird. It was like, I think because I was, partly because, you know, maybe I was a girl and partly because I was in a costume, he read what I was doing as something that was sanctioned within the space because maybe he thought oh. I was from a theatre, you know, nearby or I was, you know, m- marketing something or maybe... I don't know exactly what he thought, but it was just funny because he moved them on because they were a group of lads doing something, but I was perceived as being okay in that space. So so that was always quite interesting. Yeah, definitely. And so, (laughs) yeah, because he, he, well, I think that there are, there are different reasons possibly, you know, maybe he, he felt more comfortable and confronting boys um, Mm. than girls. Um, It may be that, I mean, as as you as you describe that situation, and especially if you're in your Alice in Wonderland kind of costume, mm. it seems a bit arty. Um, exactly. And yeah, yeah. and in, and there are there are museums and art places that neck of the woods, and it's a mm. quite a touristy place that you get performance artists. Yeah, um, exactly. And yeah. I think that yes, yeah, so, but it is it is particularly interesting how he perceived what you were doing as art, but not parkour yeah um and i mean you know like yeah like you say 
it's hard to know exactly what his thinking was, but I definitely, from the experiences that I had in that particular area of London, I reflected a lot on how much of a tourist site it is mm. and how much people are used to um, seeing performance of different sorts that's framed performatively and obviously wearing a costume does that um, and how much people are used to consuming performance in in those spaces in that particular area so so yeah that was definitely something that I was that came out of that particular experiment Excellent. Now, you as if you could describe because this has stemmed from this research stemmed from you being a skater, uh, particularly a skater girl, mm. and and that is something I haven't had great. Ex I'm obviously not a skater girl, but I haven't had that much experience <laughs> with other skaters. When I when I was when I started skating, um, like in Derby, there are a couple of skate girls. They weren't particularly good, um, and that isn't on a technical level. It was more of a commitment to getting better kind of level. When I say mm. they weren't, they weren't that into it. Um, mm. It was more they. It was more of a fashion accessory. They did a bit of skating. Don't get me wrong, but they mm. weren't. They certainly weren't putting in the effort that the guys guys were. Um, that is my perception of girl skating. I don't at the moment I skate at a local skate park there's not many skaters let alone girl skaters mm. um and my kind of my main exposure now is stuff on Instagram and a bit on YouTube um, mm. but if you could describe how how you felt skating as a girl differed from skating from other typical skaters mm. Um, I think this is really a very, in some ways, a very complex thing to talk about because um, it's really hard for me to be able to put uh, other to explain this and to put people in my shoes or or in the shoes of of people who skated. And also, I think things have changed a lot recently uh, in recent years, which is brilliant. Um, and and I want to say very clearly that I don't. I, I only very, very rarely ever experienced any explicit aggression towards me as a female skateboarder. Mostly people are, were supportive of me, wanted to encourage me, wanted me to be good at skateboarding. Like, so most, the, the problem is that, um, the barriers that women and girls kind of uh, come up against when they're getting into skateboarding are extremely subtle. Mm -hmm. They're things that it, that are difficult to put your finger on. They're difficult to sort of recognise. And even from the from your own position as a girl skateboarder, it's sometimes it, you can't see it. Um, and in some ways, I am reflecting on my experiences when I was 15, 16, I can see a lot of the reasons why um, I didn't. I didn't sort of get very good at skateboarding. I, I, I didn't find ways to, um, to be, to be properly supported in skateboarding when I was younger. And it's through very, very subtle means. So things like, um, firstly, because of, um, I suppose the way that we're brought up, um, girls are not encouraged to, um, to what's the word to kind of, 
um, have confidence in their body and their body's abilities, um, and protect, particularly around physical work. And girls are often encouraged to not take risks and to look after themselves, and that what they're doing might be injured, they might gain injury from what they're doing, and that they should be careful. Boys are much more encouraged from a very early age to take risks, to to do things in a very kind of like, you know, gung ho fashion to kind of really go for things. And I think that's instilled in us. Like it's a really deeply embedded social trait. Like, and I noticed it when I was when I was doing my research as well. Like you would not believe how much people said to me things like, "Oh, you be careful on that." You be careful, get up from there. And, you know, what I was doing was like, I was never going to hurt myself. You know, I, you know, really being really careful and like not attempting anything at all of, you know, any kind of difficulty. Um, and, I, and I kept sort of reflecting on like, you just don't get people going up to skateboarders in the street and saying to them, you be careful next time you ollie down that set of steps. You know, you just don't get it. Boys are not told that they're not, they're not getting that sort of reinforcement that they're fragile. They're not getting this reinforcement that they might break something or that they're not being ladylike. Uh, and, you know, all of these things happen to you. And it's, and it's like, it's just subtle, subtle things. And it comes across as caring. And it is caring in some ways, but it does also hold you back. And um, another thing is that um, there's also something about... Uh, having role models and social groupings that enable you to succeed in something. So um, but because there aren't many girl skateboarders around, you, you don't have, and I'm, I'm, I'm a post-structuralist thinker and I really don't like kind of the dichotomy of gender as sort of male, female, masculine, feminine. I think it's much broader than that. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we live in a society that is very dichotomous in that particular way. So, and when we grow up, we are put into social groupings in many ways that we don't even really necessarily recognize. So we're brought up to kind of connect more with people of of our sex, in -hmm. inverted commas, and our gender. Um, And so, um, so when you're in a social group and you're so when I was sort of 16 and I all the people I knew that skateboarded were boys now I hung out with them and for the most part we we had a we had good friendships but they're just not this it's just not the same social framework as you I could have had with a group of girls or with if there were other girls in the group because you're you just it's and it, I can't even explain it exactly. It's just the way that it works. You just don't have the same kind of um, frames of reference for things because you've been brought up in that particular way but of that's, connecting with... That's sorry. not skateboarding specific then, really. It's just, I mean, I I have friends, uh, I have girlfriends who, who interacted in some of the male social groups, you know, throughout my, throughout my life, um, Mm. as in friends that were girls and, and that there was a different dynamic. Certainly they knew that, that, that social situation, because it was very different to the social situation they had when they were with just their girlfriends. Mm. Um, so it's, it's not really about for what you're describing. It's really about, girls I say you as a single as a singular girl in a group of boys mm. 
I mean, weird. It's the the boys really are going to act just as they do normally, um, as opposed to when it's a either you as a singular girl in a sorry in in a group of girls, mm. and then there's going to be a different different environment when you've got a mix of boys Ex- and girls. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean. Also, like, society is extremely heteronormative. And so, um, and skateboarding uh, has sorry, a... Can his- you, can you sorry, can s- uh, 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 So... What does heteronormative so very, mean? <laughs> society is very oriented towards um, the projection of um, heterosexuality as the norm, mm-hmm. as normal, that people are... Uh, have relationships with people of the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so because of that as well, I think that, um, there's always this inbuilt uh, issue if girls and boys are mixed together, that there will be some sort of problematic, uh, romantic connection between people as well, which, Mm -hmm. which causes problem, you know, it's all, it's all very complex. And actually I don't really have, I don't, I guess I feel like I don't really, I can't even really fully untangle it. And actually all of these issues do have a a huge impact because if you don't feel, if you don't feel like fully supported somewhere or you don't feel really comfortable, or if you don't have role models you can look up to, and there aren't, there aren't a lot of female skateboarders or a lot more now, things are improving a lot more. And there's lots of things happening now, which are brilliant, which I would also like to talk about. But uh, when I was growing up in particular, I just didn't have um, those role models. Um, and so it, it just limits what you can do. It limits like how far you can go with mm. something if you don't if you don't have that support network and so on. Yeah. And you're saying that there's you just mentioned there that there are some things are changing and things yeah. have definitely changed because when I um, there were a few skateboarders few girl skateboarders um when i was there and and now if you go down to a skate park a popular skate park there are uh, a number of skateboard skateboarding girls who are of a of a reasonable standard and you can see that they are committed to getting better mm. um you know that they're genuinely this is i am a it's taking that identity as a skateboarder saying i'm a skateboarder and this is what i do um and how, yeah. how you things are now changing how how do you th- see things changing um i've been really impressed with uh, there's a uh, a really brilliant um organization called girl skate uk which was um started up by a skateboarder based in sheffield called danny danielle gallagher mm-hmm. and she's um uh, I mean, I think she, what she's doing with Girl Skate UK is absolutely fantastic. It's just an online blog. Um, but she, she, she basically disseminates, uh, sends out information about, um, Girl Skate videos that are coming out or little, little clips of videos and things that, that, uh, female skaters are producing, um, as well as sending out information about events that are happening all over the country or, regular skateboarding um sessions that are happening that are kind of girls only mm. because um so there's a sense that there there is there are other people out there and, and that you can kind of you can see how other people are doing and get involved with things so um organizations like that are so important 
Um, and I'm really pleased that that sort of thing exists. And if that existed when I was younger, I would definitely have got on board with it and, you know, wanted to kind of connect with it. And it would have um, made me feel like I was more part of something, mm. you know. I actually have, I, um, I've only got into Instagram in the past, uh, say, six months um, after being convinced that that's what I needed to do um, <laughs> as I was um, developing my skateboards um you know everyone's like oh are you on instagram i'm like no right that's where you need to be and and so when i just started kind of looking at different skateboarding people to follow um i certainly had a preference of uk people and that is someone i actually some uh, that is a a um instagram that i ended up following so i do see their stuff um and mm, it is interesting mm. now what's what's been important to me as a part of skateboarding is that you go in as an individual and you are supported as an individual. Um, and once you kind of get, to, once you are a part of a group, a skateboarding group that you meet regularly, everyone is very aware of your ability and mm. how hard you're trying. And, mm. and, and what was important to me and it, and it, it really resonated with me and it was a part of my growth as a skateboarder is when you when you land a trick that you've been it was a particular instance that springs to mind so i was trying to board slide this um thing uh, kind of a a down ramp in a multi-story car park and I, we'd spent ages there and you know and lots of other people were doing l really cool stuff and i was mm. just trying to board slide it and i and eventually did it and i and i remember feeling that i had more applauds and more banging of the skateboards <laughs> than than perhaps some of the others that were performing a Do. lot better than me yeah. and that was really really important to me and and that certainly influenced and that feeling and and that um support is influenced perhaps some of the people i follow on instagram is i don't i don't follow any of the big people mm. i follow people that i can that interest me and and watch them i want to watch people develop Mm -hmm. I think, do you know what? I think that that is such an important point. It's it's absolutely central to skateboarding. Skateboarders are such, they're so, like in my experience, hugely supportive of each other and get so much out of seeing other people succeeding in doing something that they've found really difficult and they've worked really hard at. And that's definitely something that's so central to sort of skateboarding ideology, for sure, and like kind of how people think about skateboarding. But, um, and I, I also think that, um, you get a lot of respect in skateboarding for demonstrating and for showing that you are trying hard mm -hmm. and that you are serious about what you're doing. Now, the problem with that is that to, to be, to take something seriously, to try really hard and to kind of devote yourself to something, you also have to be quite confident to be able to do mm -hmm. that. And yeah. so, so sometimes when there are maybe girls who are sort of stood on the sideline and not not don't appear to be trying that hard it's not necessarily because they don't want to it might be because they feel really uncomfortable mm. or it might be because they feel just terribly unconfident in this in this particular sort of social environment that they're in so i completely agree with you and i think that that is i i've you know i've been in situations like that you, you go you turn up to a skate park and it's extremely busy and everyone's doing loads of really kind of fast hard tricks and you just think, how am I going to navigate my way through this park? You know, I really want to kind of be, you know, I want to do what I'm doing, but I also, it's also quite daunting. 
but that's the same as anyone who is a a novice in like a a new yeah. a new bit in in skateboarding is that and that's from me having started again mm. you know having skated for three or four years when in my in my kind of teens late teens and and then stopping doing going around the world doing doing different things and then deciding actually i'm going to start skateboarding mm. i had to go through that again because i'm the old dude who's <laughs> <laughs> you know and that that was it took a step of courage um yeah. to to do that and do you think that that barrier because it's a barrier for everyone not just for yeah, girls absolutely but do you yeah, think yeah. that is a barrier for for girls it's a greater barrier for girls um i was i've been reflecting on this because with the with the advent of more groups that are oriented towards girls and showing what girls can do, even though they're not very good mm. in the kind of general sense, and I mean that in the best possible way. Um, technically, it's, te- it's about being technically good. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, so, um, so, in some ways, girls actually, are, I think, at the moment, are being given a lot of opportunity, a help to kind of develop their confidence and I was thinking actually if you were a if you were a guy who was very unconfident and very novice um you might struggle more because you don't have that support network that girls are currently developing if that Mm -hmm. makes sense so I agree it is really it is really tricky because I think um it's I think it's a barrier to everyone like you say but I think if and I don't think it's specifically worse for girls I just think that girls are probably more likely to have grown up again feeling that they should make allowances for other people that they should look after themselves and not put themselves in risky situations and all those things are going to add to them not feeling so confident in necessarily pushing themselves out there into a skate park that's full of people so i don't think it's necessarily um worse for girls but i can see reasons why it might be Mm. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That 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 does that does make sense. Um, so, what other things that so you're talking about skate skate girl UK, which girl I sorry, yeah. I'm getting the branding wrong. Girl skate UK, <laughs> which I did note. I I saw that they had a post and they'd done a video. This is like yes or this week, um, and I thought, oh, I'll just watch this video. And then as I'm watching it, um, I did to my surprise see you on it. Um, oh, featuring the, the... <laughs> yeah there's a Manchester edit wasn't there <laughs> yeah so um, uh, there's a, an annual like editing competition called Weekend in the City that mm. Lewis Threadgold organises and uh, basically teams of skateboarders in Manchester get together and they f- over the bank holiday weekend in August and film themselves skateboarding in the greater Manchester area and then they have a week to put together a an edit of mm-hmm. five minutes or something, um, and then they they all get submitted to Lewis, and they he they basically um, you know uh, there's there's a premiere and they show them all, and everyone gets together and watches them and kind of, and then there's like a sort of prize giving for the best film and the best you know skaters and such and such, and basically. Um, even though it is a competition, it's very lighthearted. Mm-hmm. And um, there's never, to our knowledge, there hasn't been a, a girls' team entered. So we were like, we've got to enter yeah. something because we've just got to represent girl skaters in Manchester. So 
some I mean I was like some of the girls were really anxious about it because you know they're not the same standard as a lot of the guys in Manchester or anywhere um but we all felt that we were just going to have some fun with it and actually skateboarding is about having fun and going that there and doing what you're doing and so we put together this film and um yeah and that so that's that's uh it's on the Girlskate UK at the moment and um it's quite a fun little film and it's, it's we called it um I don't know if I'm if you're okay with me yeah you can you can okay. swear <laughs> it's it's called um, shitty little tricks mm. and the the soundtrack was this song by uh, a really brilliant band called the lovely eggs who were like a lancashire band and the the song is called fuck it and it was all about like fuck it we're just going to make this film and <laughs> just sort of represent girl skaters it did it did look like a fun a fun video mm. you know because it wasn't you you they weren't any really committed tricks or anything like that it there was but there was definitely yeah it was it looked fun to make and mm. that's an important aspect of it it's not just about laying down some nine step you know nine steps or whatever whatever it's it's about ha- having fun in the day and and play it looked playful which makes it enjoyable to watch as well yeah, I'm really noticing when I when I was skateboarding in the sort of late 90s, early 2000s, I think I certainly felt that skateboarding was uber serious. You know, it was really like serious stuff. Uh, and I I'm definitely think I'm noticing now, and I don't know if it's just my me that's sort of changed, but um, pe- people are definitely embracing more of a sort of fun, the fun aspects of skating and being a bit more playful and, and thinking about it outside of kind of hard, fast, you know, big stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really wonderful because um, it's just going to, it's just going to encourage more people to do it. And that's going to make, that's going to make more people skate and that's going to improve overall improve um the standard of skateboarding because you know we all like to look at really brilliant amazing virtuosic skateboarding practice but at the end of the day we all start somewhere some people are never going to be very good at skateboarding male or female um but isn't it great that they still do it you know that's wonderful that's sort of that that's my attitude now anyway really yeah and it's especially for um the older skateboarder Mm. Uh, where really we don't skate as much as we like because no, of the realities of um, <laughs> work or, or f- for me, childcare. Although yeah. I am trying to kind of work, I have done some skating where I take him down to the park, park him, and then I then skate for a mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it's that, that's so you can only be as good as much as you practice, really. And yeah. as uh, so there shouldn't there definitely shouldn't be a barrier and it of of how good you are and i it i feel that when you because I, I don't know if you've seen i put a a very brief edit of of me starting skating again um and it just basically me involved doing some the the wide range of tricks i can do which i cons- haven't seen that right okay well i'll um it Sense consists it, yeah. of a, an ollie a kickflip, a shove it, and a manual, um, and that is <laughs> my, pretty much my repertoire, repertoire. of, of tricks. <laughs> of tricks. Um, although I have, and that was six months ago, and I've, I, I'm really surprised of how 
I've, I feel I've come further than I've ever, I'm definitely better than I ever was. Yeah. I don't know why that is. Um, and I haven't spent that long. If you count the hours, I haven't spent that long practicing, but I think with the advent of YouTube, I can actually study how to do a trick properly. Yeah. Cause I couldn't do, I was kicking down, you know, with my kick flips before mm. I was just kicking down rather than kicking up, up mm. to the right. And, mm. and, and I was like, why can't I do this? And for, for oh, us, okay. we just had a few videos and people, other people. Yeah. We didn't yeah. have instructional YouTube videos. So I think that's uh, partly why. And yeah. there are other reasons why I think that we're, um, getting better, but I won't, uh, why skateboarding is i find it easier but also other people get advancing so quick now it's just Mm. amazing how good Mm. some young skaters are or even just how fast if you count development per hour they really are coming coming on really quickly yeah yeah no i i completely agree with you i've noticed as well myself that i think uh, as an older skater, I'm definitely <clears throat> bringing a different attitude to skating, but also seem to be able to um, uh, process mm-hmm. it a bit better. I'm, I personally am definitely finding that, you know, like I completely agree with you. Um, when I, after I, when I started skateboarding again, after a long, long, quite a long break, um, when I moved to Manchester, I met with, my first experiences were like meeting with a woman uh, called Laura, who skates. Laura Powell. She uh, she's based in uh, in Lancashire. She actually she's an architect and she built Clitheroe Skate Park. Um, a design, sorry, Clitheroe Skate Park. And I started skateboarding with her. She has a brilliant attitude to skating, and she's very. Um, she really encouraged me to. So she encouraged me to just do what I could do. Hmm. And and she has a really good attitude in the sense that. Even if you, if you can do a pop shove it, even if it's a really dreadful pop shove it or it's a really small pop shove it, it's still a pop shove it. Mm. <laughs> because, and I think that's a really important point because, you know, I, when I was growing up, it was like, well, if I can't do it this big, there's no point. And if I can't do it with really good style, then why am I even bothering? You know, I really had that internally going on. And I think like connecting with her and her attitude to things is really like, made things a lot better for me Mm. because you know it's just it's a better way of thinking about things you know it might not be the most amazing pop shove it but it's still a pop shove it (laughs) i think i think as we're older this is from my perspective anyway that i'm a lot more reflective i can actually reflect back on a trip i can think what did i do differently um, yeah as yeah. well so i think that certainly helps in Definitely. in developing um mm. when i was just going back i mentioned the the video that i did and there were lots of reasons why i shouldn't start skating um <laughs> and people mm. would oh no it, you're you're too old you'll look like the old old guy and you know all these different reasons and i just you know and it's just like fuck it and and i'm not only gonna <laughs> skate i'm going to put it down on YouTube and share this with my friends and whoever who wants to look at it. Mm. And I know that there's going to be a good proportion of them are just going to laugh at me. Mm. Um, but then there's also also a large proportion, which I was really happy to receive a lot of good for yous. You know, oh, I wish I had the balls to do that. Uh, you yeah. know, and, and that, that was really good. But what was really 
interesting about it is I feel having putting it down and putting it out there that I, it felt liberating. Mm, I'm like, it's mm. now out there. Mm. Why should I care what I, how I, when I'm on a skate park? Yeah. Of what people, yeah. it's like, there you go, it's done. And, exactly, and I think, yeah. I think that that will probably be an important process, a part of the skate video that you do. It'd be interesting yeah. as you liaise with some of the girls on the skate video of whether they feel more comfortable doing things in public because you've already broadcasted your ability. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. And I, I would like to sort of reflect on that with them. And I, cause I, cause I, cause I, I completely agree with you. Um, there's definitely something liberating about putting things out there and, and for the most, like, no, you know, 99% of people will say props to you for doing it, won't mm. they? And it's just, it really, it, it's a real boon. It makes you feel like, oh, actually this is, yeah, I can do this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I've been feeling so, why been, yeah. yeah. Why have I delayed it? Why have I delayed it why, 17 yeah. years? <laughs> this is the problem because, you know, our brains... If we listen to the if we listen to our negative thinking all the time, we just wouldn't do anything. You know, yeah. I mean, you've just got your brain going. Oh, why are you doing this? You're too old, or like this is, you know, you're not very good at this. Oh, I bet that person over there thinks that you, you know, you shouldn't be here. You know, you just you have to kind of try and go what you know, ignore that and just get on with it because most people are nice. Most people are really supportive, great people who would support what you're doing i think and it's mm -hmm. great that you've had that experience i agree with you excellent so anyone <laughs> listening who listens to this because they wish they skateboarded they get on it to, just get on with it yeah <laughs> um, just get the board. <laughs> now there's something which happened in the last few days um that street league have announced that they're going to do a woman uh, women's division which yeah. is I think it's certainly a, an interest. I'm sure you've got an opinion on that. Um, <laughs> and I have opinions on street league, mm. um, not necessarily positive opinions, but let's set them, <laughs> set them aside and talk about, um, the fact that now we've got a male dominated sport now having a specific division for women. So what mm. are your thoughts on that? And is this something um, that you were probably going to talk about? Uh, actually, I mean, I heard about the Street League um, having a women's um, uh, competition, which is great. And, um, you know, I, I'm going to be totally honest. I'm not terribly interested in the competitive aspects of skateboarding. Mm -hmm. And I'm not terribly interested in the kind of ultra sporting aspects of skateboarding. Yeah. Um, I think it's hugely important for there to be female representation at those kinds of events and I think it's it's wonderful that there that there will be um it's probably not something I'm going to take much notice of but mm -hmm. that's just because I, I'm not that interested in competitive sport you know as a concept yeah you know I'm just not um so I think it's important that there are that there is women's representation though that's like it's it's there, there has to be really um so yeah so yeah, I, I think I, I'm on a similar kind of pace to you. I, I, I don't like Street League and it's not something that skateboarding is for me. It is yeah. technically, yes, there is all the technical aspects of it, but not, it's not that, not the situation I was describing before about me being, being encouraged to do things. It's, yeah. it's a different type of encouragement. It's, it's that. It is. It's a totally different thing, isn't it? Mm. I mean, I was at the, um, I was at 
the the house uh, skate park in Sheffield on Saturday. Uh, they have an annual comp competition, and um, I was there actually fundraising for Skate Pal. But at the end of the day, I, I got to watch the last sort of run of the sort of really sort of sponsored and really good skaters at the end, and I was watching that. And honestly, it was amazing. I mean, it's just such so insp inspiring and just brilliant, amazing skating. Um, and it's wonderful to watch that. And there's something, you know, it has a place. It's really, it's great. You know, I'm not, I'm not interested in the competition myself. Um, it, to me, it doesn't ma matter who's better, but it's brilliant seeing people who are amazing at skateboarding, but it's not, it's not for me what the fundamentals of skateboarding are. Mm. Uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's also about that kind of fun, funness, silliness, silliness as well as. Yeah. yeah. So, and what what's your what's your take on the potential of skateboarding in the Olympics? Um, yeah, this yeah, that's something that's always been part of a discussion. I don't like the Olympic Games. Full stop. Mm -hmm. It's hugely problematic to me on all sorts of levels. I just I don't like it. Any of it. Don't yeah. like competition. Um, I don't like the patriotism that is connected with it nationalism that's connected with it who is included who isn't included um the corruption uh, all, every, there's all sorts <laughs> of things doping you know i just like this uh, there's so many aspects of it that i don't like um so you know i i can see why some people in skateboarding would be interested in having that you know and fine you know so it's let's just, it's not yeah <laughs> If you were to take the perception of the the mainstream that the Olympics mm. is a big competition for um for athletes um mm. and teams to how do you say how do you how would you see skateboarding going into that as a possible art versus a sport I don't I don't think okay so um Right. So, okay. Like the way, the way that I see it is that it depends on your view of skateboarding. Like to me, skateboarding is, is a, a creative, poetic, artistic practice. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, it's something that is, it can be quite subversive. It's something that's about, um, shifting and improving and responding to your environment. Um, and, and there's something for me that's very beautiful in that. And that's why I'm drawn to skateboarding and that's what I like about it. Um, competition or competitive forms of skateboarding are to me a legitimizing of that practice of that kind of like that fun free um, artistic cr creative practice so it's sort of like it just seems it's a different thing to me it would be a, it would be like almost a different activity mm. um, and that's the best way that I can think about it because I just, I think it's, it's just very, it would be a totally different thing. Yeah. So again, just think you're not tune. I mean, you're not going to tune in anyway, but something you definitely wouldn't tune in. Yeah. I mean, a... I'm not saying don't do it. I mean, I'm not saying that it shouldn't exist. Like, you know, everyone, everyone's got different feelings about it. It's just, it's personally not my, I guess it's just not my like conception of skateboarding. It's yeah. not my, it's not why I'm drawn to it, yeah. but yeah. It's definitely, you know, it has a place, of course, but yeah. 
Yeah. So, something else that um, has come to my attention. This this is something I, I follow. I think it's called Metrogram on Instagram, and it just shows they just choose um you submit your tricks and then mm. they then they kind of play ones that they like um so it's okay. a good way for people to get exposure if you're trying right. to get yourself out there and yeah. they and they've been pushing and and this is, comes from other streams as well um of w- women crush it wednesdays i'm not sure if oh, okay. you were aware of that no i've not actually heard of that yeah so and it's 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 really cool it's basically they're norm it's i think it's normally a tag a hashtag that's associated with it and you know and they and these aren't some of the women are just on par with yeah you know they are they are they are crushing it yeah and they and it it, and it's stuff like that is good and because it's coming globally um you know if someone wants uh if if a girl skater is looking for inspiration or perhaps um, looking for role models, there are mm. some really good, good women out there. Um, yeah. uh, which is really cool. That's just something I came across. I thought I'd, um, oh, that's great. Yeah, no, that. I'll check that out. Cause I didn't, I've not actually, I've not, um, connected with that, but, um, I'll have a look at that. Yeah. That sounds good. That's assuming that I've got it the right way. It's definitely involves women, women, yeah, Wednesdays, Wednesdays and crushing. Push it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Is is there anything that you want to add or anything to say? Um, I think um, we've covered a lot, haven't we? Mm. <laughs> um, I don't know, really. I think um, I, yeah, I guess um, I just, I think that it's good to do what you want to do. Mm in a way that you want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's important to me. I think as, as you get older, you become less and less concerned and interested in what other people think. Mm-hmm. And if I could go back in time, I would give myself a good talking to, I think as a 16 year old and say, just, you know, try to be true to yourself and do whatever you want, you know, do what you want to do. Mm. Um, because yeah, I, I feel like, I think, you know, echoing what you were saying earlier, I think I'm 33 and I'm at this stage where I feel like I'm probably like better at skating than I've ever been mm. <laughs> in the, in a really, but also really terrible at the same time. And, um, I'm actually enjoying being part of skateboarding a lot more than I did when I was 16, 17. Yeah. Because of like a shift in attitude towards it really. And I suppose a letting go of a lot of anxiety and negativity about my abilities and things like that. Mm. Because if you if you if you feel like if you're not very good at something, it's not even worth bothering trying, then you've just lost, you know. Yeah, I I have I just quickly looking through my notes, and I, I do have a question which maybe a short or long answer. Um, and about your perspective let's let's assume that we can break down some of these barriers for women and mm. which they are they definitely are doing and they're also women are getting um more support through skate girl uk girl uh, skate girl, <laughs> yeah. girl skate uk yeah um and and the, the, you know and having girls only nights 
which mm. is good because that's again breaking down those barriers um yeah. now let's assume this and then we go on let's say we go on five ten years so this actually starts having an effect on and there's more time for girls to actually become um mm. of a similar standard to your typical skateboarder boy what do you think that uh women can bring to skateboarding and when i say women we've we've already discussed that there's it's a very complex kind of situation and framing people as women or men is mm. is loaded in a certain way mm-hmm. um but it is the reality of our society and women mm. are different and men are different and i think that as women come into skateboarding what is it that you think that they can bring or likely to bring that perhaps isn't there because it's a male dom currently a male dominated sport um i'm gonna say that i think you know it's just like any any sort of broadening of a particular activity is not a bad thing you know so more women getting involved with skateboarding means you're bringing people with a different slightly different perspective on the world who've had different slightly different experiences who maybe have a background in activities that other skateboarders don't so I'm thinking about like for example I don't know I practice a lot of yoga I practice I used to be a dance I dance a lot you know kind of so I'm bringing and also performance artists so I'm personally I'm bringing some very different sort of perspectives and ways of moving and and what you might call sort of movement heritages Mm -hmm. into the practice that I undertake on a skateboard. And I think that everyone is bringing those things. Everyone is bringing something new. Everyone is broadening things out. So at bringing women into that conversation or, you know, bringing a bigger range of women with from different, you know, cultures and um, uh, countries and, you know, Anything that broadens is good because it it ex- expands everything. It brings in new experiences, um, and that and then other people can pick up on that and learn from that and and shift things and and change their own ways of doing things. And it and that that's how culture develops and that's how um, activities and cultures grow. You know, mm-hmm. so that's that's my best answer to that. But it's you know it's just the same as if. Um, you know, you kind of you you moved to another country and you started, you know, practicing with 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 people who had come maybe from with a different language or who had you know got very different sort of uh, social setup. For example, you know, you would bring something different to that particular um, situation, and they would bring something into your practice. So it's all about broadening for me. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, there was I emailed you um, mm. about asking you if you had any or what a video that I could watch that could perhaps um, give me a, a, an insight into skateboarding that I don't currently have. Cause I, I'm having to learn a lot. There's a, you know, a long time has passed since I was into skateboarding and yeah. we didn't have YouTube. So the videos and the influence that I had were very limited. I didn't get magazines. It was just more about going out skateboarding. So now I feel mm. I'm on catch up. And so yeah. I'll take this opportunity to ask you, is there anything, any video that... Would... Yeah. And then what I... I'd like to do is, sorry, I'd, mm. when when we speak again, um, <laughs> we can perhaps have both watched that recently and then okay. discuss it. Okay, cool. Um, so I've thought about this quite a lot. And um, 
I settled on a video, which a film which um, is by a skateboarder who I very much admire, who is a male skateboarder called uh, Chris Atherton. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has, he's calls himself Chris Avi Atherton. Uh, and he is based in Lancashire in uh, sort of um, that kind of area. Uh, and he um, makes weird skate videos. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe them. They're really odd. Uh, they're sort of like weirdly psychedelic. They use odd music. He often wears costumes. Um, he, he sort of creates these weird no comply tricks um, <laughs> that just you know, have sort of no name, like he bounces skateboards off of things and then jumps onto them. He's, he's a really interesting guy. And um, so lots of his films are interesting, but there's one which was made in 2007, I think, um, called Avit, which featured some other people as well as himself, um, which I would recommend that you have a look at. But to be honest, any of his um films there's a film called a golden egg as well which is good um and you can access them i think on youtube but if not on um, the sidewalk mag online yeah magazine they have like a repository of sort of films or clips from films um and he's just he's really interesting because he's doing something that i think is very interesting with skateboarding because he's not he's quite he's a good skateboarder you know he's he's very um he's very capable he has He's, you know, he's good in the kind of more technical sense hmm. of skateboarding. But what he's he's doing with that is really interesting. He's not following the typical sort of skateboarding film narrative. Um, the type of tricks he does really divert from the mainstream of skateboarding, and I really admire that. So Excellent. yeah, well, well I look for- yeah. so I'll put a show link in the show notes, and I look forward to look forward to watching that and then discussing it. Uh, and how I get my my take on it, and perhaps mm, discussing that great. further. Um, great. So we are going to, you're going to go to Palestine for yeah. a skate pal, um, yes. and build a skate park. Yeah, is that right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got to go and pick up some swimming concrete. pool finishing trowels. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, no. Um, and then, and when you get back, we'll we'll perhaps discuss that as well. Yeah, brill. Excellent. Okay, well, thanks for your time. And I'll. Yeah, thank you very much.